0: Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church, it's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many came ready to encounter who Jesus is today? Come on. How many at home are ready? You're ready for an encounter? You're ready for an encounter with the Spirit of God? I mean, we don't just come to church just to have fun or just to fill time. We come because Jesus is here in the midst of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you get your Bibles ready? Get your journals ready if you're at home. Get something ready to write some notes down. I believe God's gonna transform your life today. How many believe in the power of the Word of God? How many know that it is transforming? Paul said, in the renewing of my mind, I am transformed. David said, I meditate on your word day and night. Day and night, I get into my spirit. It transforms me. Hallelujah. Believing for great things today. Hey, we're in a series called, Can You Hear Me Now? This is the call of God right now in this season to all of his people, to bring them into proximity to hear him. Let me just encourage you. This is a season to draw near to Jesus. It's a season to draw near to God. Come on, if you haven't yet, maybe you've been away from God for a while. Maybe you've been in church, but you've been away. Maybe you're online. You haven't been in church for a while. You've been away from your relationship with God. Let me encourage you today. God is calling out to you. Can you hear me? He is speaking. He is speaking. Can you hear him? He is speaking. He's calling your name. He's calling your name. So I was praying about today and what what God wants to speak. In this place today. I really feel like I need to speak on margin, 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 margin. Margin in a book. if you, How many are readers in the room? All right. How many are, are striving to be readers? Okay. How many don't like reading, but you need to because you're a leader, right? That's me. I got both hands up. I don't like reading, but I love what what God does when I, when I open myself up. In a book, you, do, you got the words. The words are all in the middle. And then you got the blank space on each side. And that blank space is called margin. Everybody say margin. Margin. It's the blank space. It's the place that's not filled. It's the place that you have the decision to fill it. So somebody help me with the title of today. Somebody say, the master is in the margin. Come on, can you help me? Say it. Say the master is in the margin. Hallelujah. The master is in the margin. There's a lot of things in your life that are going on. Your job, your family, whatever you put your life into, your dreams, your aspirations, everything is filling your day. I tell you, there's a space that God wants to call you to. And it's a place that he wants to fill you with power. He wants to fill you with joy. He wants to fill you with peace and purpose. And that's the, that's the margin because the master is in the margin. Come on, somebody give him praise because he's in the margin. How many want that power and purpose in your life today? Come on, how many of you at home, you want that power and purpose in your life today? We're going to talk about getting in the margin. How do we take the margin and maximize it? How do we maximize it? Because that's where the master is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The margin. Here's the definition of margin. The spare amount or measure or degree allowed or given for contingencies or special situations. Everybody say special. Special. Special things happen in the margin. Woo! Master's drawing you into the special places because he wants to do something special in your life. If you don't feel unique, you don't feel like God has identified you as a person of purpose, a person of authority, let me tell you, he's drawing you into the margin in order to hear his voice speak life into you. And today he says, can you hear me now? Hallelujah. I wanna look at Matthew chapter 26. uh, And I have seemed to have lost my Bible And I'm so sorry, I probably set it down somewhere, but it's probably in the media booth. Do you mind just looking at that blue Bible? Oh, you are on it. Thank you, Barry. Give it up for Barry. Making everything fresh behind the scenes. Matthew chapter 26, turn with me in your Bible. Matthew chapter 26. Oh, this is gonna set some people free today. I'm so excited. How many are ready? How many are ready to walk in that purpose? Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, this is Jesus right before they're going to the garden, Garden of Gethsemane. They're going there to pray. This was right before Judas was betraying Jesus. He was actually having conversation at that this very moment with the leaders to bring them in, to bring Jesus to be crucified. These are the moments before. These are very special moments in history. We find Jesus in the garden with his disciples. In verse 36, we pick it up. It says, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Everybody say, he took them with him you got to catch that part. This is a part I've read over for years. But I've just noticed this in the last few. That Jesus left his disciples and took a few to the next level. How many want to go to the next level with Jesus? Come on, how many don't want to stay with the rest? How many feel like you're called for greatness? Hallelujah. God has called you for a, a, a better purpose than what you're living right now. God has called you to a greater level than you're than you're stuck in right now and Jesus is drawing you further. Everybody say draw me in further. Come on, you got to get that in your spirit. He's drawing you in to a new level. All right? So Jesus leaves the rest and he brings Peter and the sons of Zebedee along with him. And he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Because when Jesus takes you into his inner chambers, that's what the king draws all of us to do. That's what he's calling you in this season to do, to come into his inner chambers. And he he showed them his heart where he was. How many want to know the heart of Jesus? Come on, I want to know Jesus's heart. I want to know what he feels about this season. I want to know what he feels about this pandemic. I want to know what he feels about my city, about my family it says, he began, he began to be overwhelmed. He said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And this is his command to them. He says, stay here and keep watch with me. Two things that God calls all of us to do is here. Stay here and keep watch. Everybody say, stay and keep watch. There's some of us that he's drawing in deeper. There's a people that he's drawing in in this season to remain and to watch. To be those who stay and remain in his love, to stay and remain in his presence, and to watch. To be the watchmen who are seeing what's happening in the heavenly realms. There are a lot of Christians today. There are a lot of Christ followers that come and are a part of the Christian walk. But there are few, there are few who are listening to the Father's beck and call to say come a little closer. Come a little farther. I know majority of Christians are staying right there by that tree. I need you to come a little deeper. How many of you will listen to the call of God today? The call of Jesus on your life? To come a little closer. To come a little closer. He says, Come on, come. And I need you to stay and I need you to watch. Write that in your notes. Jesus calling you today to remain and to watch. To remain and watch. He says, Stay here and keep watch with me. Now, going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken away from me. He was talking about being crucified. To the point of sorrow to death, he's praying these prayers to God. If there is any other way, Lord, take this cup from me. But listen to his prayer. He says, your will be done. Not my will, your will be done. Because Jesus always prays in alignment with the will of God. How many of you want to be in the perfect will of God for your life? Come on. How many want to be in that perfect will? I mean, align. I mean, just dead on, dead center of what God has for you. Because in that place is everything you need. In that place is all the power, all the authority, all the greatness of God. It's not this wishy-washy Christianity. That's, That's where the others are. Sitting there not knowing what's going on. But when you go deeper with Jesus, how many know? Jesus shows you his heart. We see that here. He showed, he revealed, hey, I'm sorrowful to the point of death. I need you to stay here and watch with me. And can you hear God calling you today to that inner chamber, the inner chamber? Uh, my prayer for my life is that I always stay there. Man, this season has been a wild season for the church in general, right? We've been at home online. Some of you at home right now, you've been out of church and out of the gathering for a long time. I mean, it's just been a weird season for a lot of us. But in this time, I've realized God is tapping on the shoulder of a lot of us to come into the inner chambers, to not settle for surface living, to not settle to be just a bystander on the movement of God. But we are to come into the inner place and he's showing us his heart. He's revealing to us what he feels. He's revealing to us what he sees, what he knows. And then he goes to the Father and he knows the perfect will of God. And he he prays these prayers to align with the perfect will of God, that's what happens in the margin, because when you get in the margin with Jesus, when you get in the blank space, when you get in the space that is special, when you get in the space that is filled with what God wants to say, you start to be filled with his heart, hallelujah, then he returned with his disciples after he prayed, and he found them sleeping, Uh uh-oh, oh man, oh man, This is a continual prayer of mine. God, don't let me fall asleep. (laughs) Oh, man. When you return for us, don't let me fall asleep. Don't catch me sleeping. He said, could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's calling us to a higher level of hearing. Everybody say elevation. Elevation. That's what God wants to do to your hearing. See, right now, you might not be hearing God clearly, and that's okay. It's okay to be in a place where, you know, you might, you might have had a lot of doubt. Maybe, maybe you believe, but you haven't seen the fruition, right? The fruit of who God is. And I believe that in this time, God is calling his people to elevate their hearing, elevate their hearing to, to get in the margin. See, here, here's the deal. This, this jar, this glass jar represents uh, life on earth. And up here, I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this? If I draw on that? Kind of. Let me put some black on that so you can see it. So up here, this is the heavenly realm. All right, this is heaven's perspective. This is heaven's perspective for your life. It's heaven's perspective for your neighborhood, your job. See, some of you think you're at your job to make money. (laughs) Isn't that so funny? Some of you think you're at your job to get a retirement fund. Some of you think you're living in your neighborhood because you like the house. Some of you think you're there for your comfort. Can I tell you, God always moves his children because he wants his kingdom there planted. You're at your job because you're fulfilling the kingdom of God at your job. Did you know that? But here's the deal. A lot of us, and I'm not, this isn't a condemning, I hope the spirit of God is is encouraging with, with this. But a lot of us, we live in this realm and this is the world's perspective. This is looking at your job as a place to make money. Everything is about that. So you got your dreams, your aspirations, you got your family, all the things of your life. I mean, this is like growing up, all things you learned, you're processing through, right? You get new jobs, new schooling. You got a ton of stuff going on in your life. This, that, that's what this all represents. These are all the thoughts, the thoughts of your life. Everything that happens along the way builds these thoughts, build your character, who you are. But the problem is if you go through life with this perspective, everything is about you. Everything. This is, this is what your life's full of. These are the words in your book, if you would, okay? These are all the sentences, the paragraphs. This is who Elijah is. Elijah, when he was a boy, he had nodules on his vocal cords. That's in there. That's what I've learned, right? God healed me. That's a miracle that happened. I um, was going to school. I was homeschooled. Rock home. Homeschooled. and life as a homeschooler. So this is my education, right? I went to Bible college for like a year, <laughs> and then I went to online schooling to the rest of it. So that's, that's a chapter of my book. I got married to the most beautiful woman in the world who rocked my world. Oh, wow. They're almost 13 years ago. Come on, somebody. I'm a lucky man. That's, that's a chapter of my book. I actually got the best in-laws in the world, and I'm not just saying that because they're in the room today, <laughs> but they are. Uh, that man has changed my life. Uh, he's been a spiritual father to me. Whoo! All right. Okay. Okay. I do love you, Phil. It's a chapter in my book. It's a chapter. We launched this church. We stepped out in faith. We had nothing. That's an orange one because Doc's favorite color is orange. Doc, this is for you. But we launched change. No budget. No plan of making money. We decided from the start, we're not gonna make money from the church. And so we had to step out in faith. And so that was a, that was a chapter in our book. Uh, Meeting a lot of you, it's huge. <laughs> we're just looking around this room, and who's in this space? Our family, it's a chapter in my book. And you all have chapters. All these represent everything in your life. This is your story. But as long as your story stays here in this perspective, Everything's gonna be about you. Everything's gonna be in the world's perspective. It's gonna be hard to be a Christian. It's gonna be hard to make it through your job. It's gonna be hard to make it through your schooling. Everything's gonna be a task and very hard. What God is calling us to do is to fill the margin. Everybody say, fill the margin. You gotta get this. You gotta fill the margin. See, some of us neglect the margin. You don't even have margin. You're like, goodness. He's talking about margin? I'm so busy. I got so many things happening. I have no margin in my life. And that's the problem. You have no margin. And I'm not saying that you need to quit things because that's your story. I'm not saying because, believe me, there's a day and time where I would have preached a different sermon to you. And I would have said, you're doing too much. You need to lay some things down and create margin. But I'm here today to tell you, God's not telling you to drop a thing. He's telling you to expand the tent pegs. Because on every side and every moment, there's a place of margin. Everybody say, I have margin. Say it again. You don't believe it yet. Say, I have margin. You have margin. You have margin. Margin is all the empty space. Look at how much room there is in there. But if you were to look in the world's perspective, you'd say, that's full. I got no time. See, here's what the Spirit of God does. When you give him the margin, this majorly happened. I mean, I was, an, I was always like a 5 a.m. person ever since I met Ashley. And she started vacuuming at 6 a.m. when we first got married. I would, I would always, before her, I would sleep until like 9 or 10 o'clock because I was a creative. I was up at night, you know, two in the morning, up till 2 in the morning, like creating and writing and all this stuff. And I got married to her. She was up vacuuming at 6 o'clock. I'm like, what are you doing? It is in the middle of the night. She's like, it's good, it's morning, let's go. Get out of bed, it's time to rise, and start. I'm like, whoa, transformation. So God renewed me, transformed me, and now I'm an early morning person. <laughs> so I'm a, I've been a 5 a.m. Uh, person for a while, but in this season, uh, Holy Spirit started waking me up an hour earlier. Ah, oh, dear Lord, it was so hard at first, and I actually had a little bit of bitterness with the Holy Spirit. I was like, listen, you gotta give me a little bit more rest. But I found out, I found this out, the more margin you give him, the more master you get. The more margin you give Holy Spirit, the more power he affects you with. The more margin you give him, the more you hear his voice. The more margin you give him, the more power he wants to infuse you with. The more fire he fills you with, the more freedom he gives you, the more revelation in the word of God he gives you, more margin. And if you would have told me before this pandemic that I had more margin to give, I would have called you stupid. I'd have said, You are off your rocker. You have fallen off. And you need to push that little button, that little life saving device button, and say, Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. And someone's going to come and save you because you are crazy. I don't have margin. But can I tell you, you can't find margin. I want to give you some insights on your margin, all right? Because here's some margin. Number one, sleep. Sleep is margin. And a lot of people uh, spend a lot of their margin sleeping through it. And I'm not saying sleep is, is, is bad and that you shouldn't get sleep. Please don't hear me. Hear my heart on this. You should get sleep. But what would it, what would it do to your Christian walk if you gave God an extra 30 minutes in the morning? Think about that. 30 minutes. I mean, that's measly on the the grand scale of your purpose and calling. And for some of you, God is calling you. The master is beckoning you saying, hey, come on in. I'm in the margin. I want you to create a little bit more space for me. Can you increase? Can you, can you increase my margin? You're giving me this little block I can't do much with. You're giving me this little, little bit, because this is what we do. We say, all right, Jesus, here you go. Because how many know Jesus, Holy Spirit, is the river, right? He's the water, the fresh water, right? And so we say, all right, Holy Spirit, woo, 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 iPads are waterproof. Here you go, there you go. Thank you, Jesus, for that 10 minutes in the morning. I just praise you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Now, what did that do for heaven's perspective? Nothing, nothing. Now, did it sprinkle and feel good? You bet, you bet. You might've gotten a good word. You might've read a good devotional. You might have had a good worship thong, get your praise dance on, coming out and oh, Jesus, I feel good today. But your perspective's still on you. you. See what happened there? And then all throughout our day, here's another place of margin. There are so many moments in your life that there's margin. There's moments of blank space. See, that's what margin is. It's not having just restful relaxation. I found out my margin is my driving time. There's a lot of times I'll get in the car and I'll have a I'll have a block, five, 10, 15 minutes, sometimes even an hour, an hour and a half when we're going far away, I'll have that margin and say, all right, what am I doing in this margin? We have to remember, the master is in the margin. So as soon as you understand where your margin is, you can start to step into the place of staying and watching, of remaining and watching, of coming into a place where the master Is speaking to you. The master is revealing his heart to you. There's a lot of places in your life and maybe you right now you need to even jot down in your journal as I'm speaking. Where are your places of margin? Where are your places that all throughout the day you're like all right thank you Holy Spirit. I'm in the car. Here I am. I want to tune in again. I'm aware you are here in my car. Thank you Lord. Oh Jesus I feel your presence. Why don't you just fill me up. Fill me up. What'd that do? That elevated you a little bit more right? Cuz why? You fill in the margin. The master is in the margin. The master is in the margin. In fact in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9. It says this. It says in a, in their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Establishes, directs and determines. The Lord's word on you is what determines your steps. That's why this is so key that you get this. That's why it's so key. You create margin. You create those moments. I've been asked so many times, how do I hear the word of God? How do I hear him more? How do I turn up the volume? I, I tell you what I tell everybody. Increase your margin. You want to hear him more? Increase your margin. You've got to spend more time with him. Man, if I gave my wife five minutes a day, I gave my wife a block of 15 minutes and said, that's it, I would never get to know her. I would never get to know her heart. All that potential of our love, all that potential of our passion, hallelujah, would be gone. But we create margin. We create space. Hallelujah. The master's in the margin. Come on, somebody. Are you getting it? Hallelujah. And the master's calling you in because he wants to reveal his heart. He wants to know, he wants you to know what steps to take. So we keep on giving him more time. You keep elevating your prayer time. Keep saying, all right, God, I want more. I want more. I'm going to sit here and remain. In fact, this time, I've been been, uh, convicted lately just to sit in his presence and just to soak, just to not talk, just to let him talk to me. Sometimes I do a lot of talking. I'm really long-winded in my prayers as well. The Holy Spirit was like, hey, where's my time? I want to speak to you. And look what happens. When we fill the margin with the life of God, we come into a new perspective that's heaven's perspective. How many want heaven's perspective on your life? How many want heaven's perspective on your work? Come on, somebody. That it's not a place of of tired and weariness and, oh, I got to go to work again. No, you walk in with heaven's perspective saying, who's here that needs the kingdom? Who's here that needs Jesus? Who's here that needs joy? We talked about, we release our inheritance everywhere we go. We look for ways to release the kingdom. He's in the margin, and when we fill the margin with Jesus, when we fill the margin with the master, he takes us to a new level of encounter, a new level of perspective that we can see. We can see who he is. We can see why we're here. You need more clarity on what you're doing right now increase your margin you need help in your marriage you need God to revive that marriage increase your margin it has nothing to do with your spouse can I set you free it has nothing to do with your spouse it has everything to do with you getting with the master he will strip away all things of selfishness he will strip away all things that view yourself as king and lord he will strip you and he will fill you with the power of God He will make you selfless in your love, unconditional in your peace, unconditional in your joy. You will abound in that. And I promise you, your marriage will thrive because of the master in you. Let me set you free. It has nothing to do with your circumstance. It has everything to do with Christ in you. Master's in the margin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is good. He is good. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. This is a really quick one. But I think it's so much that we need to take note of it. You see, God loved the world so much. He loved Christianity. He loved the Christ followers, the disciples, so much that he sent his one and only Son, wrapped him in flesh, to show us what heaven look like on earth he wanted to show us and reveal what we are to walk in daily when he gave us Jesus it wasn't to say this is this is so far beyond your reach he wanted to break down death break down the grave break down demonic forces break down sickness everything that infects the world he broke it down with Jesus to show us we don't have to walk in that Come on. Do you believe that? That's what he did. He gave us Jesus and he said, this is the life you should live. So we have to look at Jesus. That's what we do in this church. That's what we're learning about and belong today. Foundation of who Jesus is. Because if you get that wrong, if you get your perspective on Jesus wrong, and this could just boil my blood, but so many people give up on Jesus because of men that walk this thing out wrong. Let me encourage you, brother. Let me encourage you, sister. If you've got your perspective on Jesus wrong, get with him. Let him fill you with this life-giving water. Let him wash you in the word. Let him wash you in his grace and mercy so that you can flow in the abundance of who he is. Because we have to redefine to our world who Jesus is. We have to. All right, let's check it out. Luke chapter 5, verse 16 says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places, and prayed. Jesus, the Son of God, the Son of God, who was given all authority when He came out of the water. God said, that is my Son who I am well pleased with. Listen to Him. He was given all authority. He was one with God, and yet He often got away, created margin, and got with God. That's what Jesus is calling us to do to often look for ways we can remove ourselves from the world's perspective, remove ourselves from what everybody's talking about, what everybody's infused in, and I tell you, if you're so caught up in what is going on in our world, I know, it's a pandemic, you got to keep up with it, right, there's so much going on economically, so much going on around the world, we're praying for Brazil right now, we're praying for those around the world that are infected by this thing, we are, we're, we're in this thing, but If that is your mainstream of media, if that is your mainstream of input, then you are going to stay here, my friend. And today, God is calling his people to elevate their seeing, elevate their hearing, elevate their perspective. That we don't walk around saying, woe is me, and woe is the world, and the world's coming to an end. Yes, the world is coming to an end. Jesus is coming back. That is the good news who professes Jesus as Lord will be saved. That is the good news. The good news is this is the grace period where Jesus is calling his people into a realm where the movement of God is flowing freely. No longer are we striving for a move of God. He is flowing because these are the last days. This is heaven's perspective. This is where we have to stay as a church. This is where you have to stay as a man or woman of God. You have to increase your margin so you get his perspective because he often got away. Why? Because he had to get his perspective on the heavenly realm. On the heavenly realm. I want to show you something crazy. Here's what I here's what I believe. In this season, we have gotten social distancing down. We perfected it. We perfected social distancing. Look, look at us right now. We're socially distanced. We're masked. We're, we don't shake hands anymore. We do the elbow. Everybody's so good at the elbow now. We got all these moves we do. You know, Kirby did the foot thing back in the day. We've mastered social distancing, but can we master world culture distancing? Can we master getting away from the influence of the world? Can you master that in your life? Stepping away from the influence of being influenced by the Father. Stepping away from what is busy and what is in your life. I get it, you're busy. We're all busy, we're all on our grind. We're all working, building something. That's just the society we live in. Everybody's working. Everybody's hard at work, especially Philly. Everybody's point A to point B. They're going somewhere, always going somewhere, always going somewhere. And when we stop people to pray, they're like, what? Hey, can I pray for you today? What? No, I'm point A to point B. <laughs> Everybody's on, on point, on point. But man, I tell you what, God is calling us to separate ourselves, to separate ourselves. And if you are so infused in the world, let me encourage you, Christ follower, step in where Peter and the sons of Zebedee went with him and to the next level. It's time to step in where Daniel was daily when he got on his, on his knees before his window and he prayed three times a day. He created margin. It's time for you to separate yourself. Let me show you something crazy. We were reading in our our devotional, me and the kids, and we do a devotional every night, and in uh, there's a little, like, lesson, and it, it's about science, and it pairs it with, with, um, with the Bible. It's so cool. But did you know that they have found, wait, first, hold on, let me do this, actually. Job chapter 38, verse 7. You gotta get this first. Yeah, we gotta do things in order. I'm getting ahead of myself. I just get excited about things like this. My brain goes to, like, eight-year-old mode, and I'm like, ah. Job, chapter 38, verse 7 says, while the morning stars sang together, everybody say sang, and all the angels shouted for joy. In Psalm 66, verse 4, it says, all the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing the praises of your name. Did you know that all creation sings praise to him? I used to think this was just like, I don't know, one of those like parallels to something that is, but it's like. So he says the stars, but it actually means like, you know, something else. But can I tell you that scientists have actually found that stars make a sound that sounds like singing? You want to hear it? You want to hear it? All right, check it out. Let's play that real quick. Listen to this. This is the sound that stars make. You're good. Give it up for our production crew. They are killing it today. Woo. You guys are on fire. You're on fire. You got it? If not, it's okay. You can look it up. It's on YouTube. It's for everyone. It's free. There's tons of findings. that find that stars, they actually, they're burning sound it, you can hear this like his sound, but there's this tone that comes with it. And all these different kinds of stars make these different tones. In fact, they found that the sun, everything in orbit, everything in space is making musical melody. Why? Creation is singing to him. Now, I brought, I brought Zion's telescope today. Because here's the deal, from, from the earth, all we see is little flickering lights all we see is the 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 outward perspective and this is sometimes how you look at the will of God for your life the call of God the purpose on your life everything you can kind of look at it from a distance and all you see is a little flicker every once in a while maybe if you're in the city there's too much you know noise going on so you can't even see it this is what God wants to do he wants to take us into a new perspective where we see what's actually happening Where we understand it's not just a flicker actually the stars are praising his name come on somebody the stars are lifting the highest praise to the father the sun is beating with the sound of a drum why because the creator spoke into them thousands of years ago he said let there be light he said let there be day and night and separated he said let there be ground and waters, and he separated it, the creator spoke into his creation, he breathed life into it, and is therefore forever now, praising, psalmist said, the the earth bows down to you, they sing praise to you, all creation is shouting praise, but you can't see it, if you see through the world's perspective, you got to get heaven's perspective, when you look and see, wow, look at what God is doing. Wow, look at how God is moving. Look at what he's calling his people to do. Look at the revelation, what God is pouring out to his people. Look at what God's doing. And all of a sudden you walk with a new perspective because you see, wow, there's so much going on beyond what we all see. There's so much more than what we've all settled for on the surface. God is calling you deeper. Are you ready to go deeper? Come on, are you ready to elevate your hearing? Are you ready to create more margin? The master is waiting for you in the margin. He's waiting for you to step in. What voice are you creating margin to hear? What voice are you creating margin, filling your life with, so that you can elevate your hearing? You can elevate your perspective. Hallelujah. Man, as we close, I, I just want to I want to pray over everyone in this room because I feel like God is drawing you over those that are at home right now. Maybe you couldn't make it today. Maybe you're far away. Hey, we we believe that God today is gonna impact your world because he's in the margin. And right now, that's why we all gather on the weekends because we create margin for what he wants to do. How many know we we don't come here just to be entertained? We come here to have an encounter with God, amen? How many came for an encounter with him? Come on, I believe right now that the spirit of God is already moving through this place. But he wants to infuse you with power. He wants to infuse you with a new perspective. God wants to give you a hunger for the things of God. He wants to give you a revelation of who he is as a father who loves you deeply. You might have heard another message uh, from past. You might have heard something else growing up. You might have heard something else. Uh, a part of your childhood or part maybe even if you went to another church maybe you heard a new another message that God was this far off or God was judging or you need to do 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 but can I tell you the Holy Spirit wants to bring you in as a good father to embrace you hey today we celebrate Zion Danger Hollis as he's turning 10 years old today what a celebration of life. What a celebration of life. He's my son. I want what's best for him. Every part of what we do as a family is for the good of my children. Everything that me and Ashley plan and come up to and try to put out and work out, and strategize is all for the good of our family. God plans the, the the steps of you. You may have a lot of plans in your heart, but the Lord purposes your steps. He directs your steps. He determines your steps. And he's drawing you in to have a new perspective so that you walk with power. That you walk with power. I want to pray for those maybe that are online today or in this room. Do you want to give your heart to Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to do that today. Because I believe that a relationship with Jesus is the only way to get to heaven and some of you haven't done that yet you haven't given your heart fully to Jesus you don't know him as a personal Lord and Savior and I want to pray with you today and release that kingdom into your life if you want to say yes to Jesus if you're in this room you can raise your hand if you're online you can push that button to say yes to Jesus Or you can respond and have one of our amazing hosts online I'll pray with you but I want to pray with you right now if that's you Would you bow your head and close your eyes and pray with me? Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus. Everybody help me out in this room. Say, Jesus, I love you. Forgive me of all my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross just for me. Thank you for redeeming me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me a heart for the lost. Give me a hunger for the things of God. Thank you, Lord. I am free. Now declare the say, I am saved. I am forgiven. I am redeemed. I am a new creation in Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, somebody give up. Make some noise right now. Let's praise him for those who gave their heart to Jesus. Hey, if you did give your heart to Jesus, let me encourage you to reach out to somebody. If you're here today and you gave your heart to Jesus, would you just raise your hand so we can see who you are? We want to make sure to give you some information. We got some books over here, next steps of how to walk this thing out. We know that it's a one-time decision. Jesus saves you. He redeems you. You are free in him. But this walk is a daily. It's a daily coming before him and letting him fill you with his perfect love. I wanna to pray today as we, as we close today. I wanna to pray that God will fill you with a hunger for the margin, a hunger for the master, a hunger for more of him. If that's you and you say, Elijah, today I want you to pray for me that I would be filled with that hunger, that desire. Would you just stand to your feet? Just raise both hands up, just as an act of surrender and say, Jesus, I want more of you today. Come on, I believe with all my heart that God is calling you. You are one of the few. You are one of the chosen. He predestined you into adoption into sonhood, into adoption, into sonship, into daughtership. He wants to bring you into a new level of relationship with him. That's happening today. Come on, just put some desperation on your lips. Just say, Jesus, I want more. Fill us right now. Holy Spirit, move throughout this place. I thank you for your presence in this room. I pray for a hunger to stir right now. Hallelujah. I pray for more love encounter right now. In Jesus' name, everyone in this room, everyone in this room, I release right now the fire of God, fire of God to fill every heart, fill every mind. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for what you're releasing all over this room. It's the fire, the fogo de Dios. Hallelujah. The fuego de Dios. Hallelujah. The fire of God. I pray that you'd release it right now, God. I release that fire. Thank you for it stirring in our bellies. And I just pray for more. I pray for more. I pray for more. Come on, if you want to say, I want more. Come on, say, Holy Spirit, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Thank you, God. Thank you right now for the the fire of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want more of you, God. I want more of you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Give us more of you, God. Give us more of you. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.